Welcome to Kingdom Connection with Pastor Jensen Franklin. Are you in a difficult season right now? I had a long period of years where I felt like God was far off and my outlook was bleak. I was waiting for Him to pluck me out of the darkness and set me down somewhere better. Maybe you can relate. Though we know better, we can talk ourselves into thinking that we'll be able to find God and hear God and experience God when our circumstances change. So we focus on the circumstances and continue to stumble around in the dark. All the while, God is patiently waiting, inviting us to find Him exactly where we are so that we can bloom into all He has in store. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to open them with me, please, to the book of Luke chapter 13. And uh, I have a word from the Lord today. Is that all right? Luke chapter 13, I'll begin reading with verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and found none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, listen to these words, sir, let it alone this year also. In other words, give me one more year. Give me one more year. Let it alone this year also until, notice the two things. I dig about it and I dung it. How many of you know what dung is? And for the young people that are here, it goes with the word bull dung, chicken dung. This is in the Bible. I'm preaching the Bible. He said, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to dig it and I'm going to dung it. For three years, this tree has not produced. It's been in the same rut for three years. Now, now listen to me carefully. The owner planted the tree in the soil that he knew that it would need to produce greatness, to produce fruit, to produce what he wanted to get out of it. You don't choose the soil, the pain, the problems, the difficulties, the challenges that God plants you in. But if he planted you in that particular soul, it is only because he knows that's what it's going to require. Not an easy life, not luxurious sand. It may require a, a pain and a problem in your life to produce greatness that God wants to come up out of that. And, and it's not the soil is not the problem because all the other trees were fruitful except that one. It was the response of the tree to the soil that it was planted in. The pain and the problems in our life cannot stop us unless we get in a rut and we just keep. And, and, and the thing that got me about this story is God kept coming. The owner is God in the story. The tree is you and me. And the tree, instead of producing in the soil that God planted it in, because he comes back and checks on it. When he plants you and allows you to go through pain, through problems, circumstances, adversity, he backs off and he comes back. And in this story, he came back annually. 
He came back at the first of the year and he, he comes back and he's not expect, he's not expecting whining. He's not expecting complaining. He's not expecting a dried up tree that has become puny and weaker and barely hanging on to faith. Just the roots are alive. There's no fruit of the spirit. He's not expecting that. He's expecting you to, to, to blossom where he has planted you to prosper where he has planted you. And the thing about this story that got me is it's been three years and God keeps coming back at the beginning of the year and you still have an unfruitful marriage and last year and the year before it's not any better. It's not any better. That could be your family tree. It could be your family and, and the family has difficult soul that it's in. And so the enemy wants you to accept that. But God comes back and he says, this isn't meant to destroy you. The place that I allowed you to go through is not meant to wipe you out. Others are going through the same thing and it forced them to a fruitful relationship with me. Going through the same rejection, the same divorce, the same pain, the same tragedy of losing a loved one. And it didn't wither up their tree. It actually made them blossom and become more fruitful in long suffering, the fruits of the spirit, peace, joy, love, long suffering, patience, kindness, goodness. It had to come up in the kind of soul that was difficult, not easy. God doesn't need you to be with a lot of friends right now. He knows what it's going to take for greatness to come out of you. We always want a happy, blessed, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful life. And we don't understand. It's usually more to the story than a beautiful tree that's blossoming. Somewhere that tree had to, if it's go, if it's going to go high, it's going to start low. And listen to this. It's been three years and the owner said, we might as well cut it down and throw it into the fire. And this is what I came to preach today. This is your year. This is our year. And the Lord told me to tell you, it might have been three years. And some of you have been saying, I might as well quit. I might as well give up. I might as well try something else because I'm caught in this cycle of maintaining a deferred dream. I tried and here I am in the same place that I was last year. And I tried and last year and the year before and the year before. And the enemy wants you to settle. But God is just when he said it might be time to cut it down and throw it into the fire, up steps somebody called the dresser of the field. And let me give you a hint. His name is Jesus because I know he's Jesus because he put himself between an angry God and a fruitless puny tree. And he said, leave it alone. Did you catch those words? Leave it alone. In other words, he's saying, if you've got vindication, if you've got anger, if you've got uh, some problem with the tree, you don't have to talk to the tree anymore put it on me. I'll take the tree's place. I'll hang on a tree. I'll take his curse. I'll take what he deserves. I'll take his wasted life. I'll take the ramifications of that. And Jesus 
And that moment became the middleman between the tree. And notice what Jesus begged for. And I believe that you're listening to me at all of our campuses and all over the nation and by television. And those of you here in this room this morning live, you're not in this service by accident. This year, 2022, is the year I asked God to bring only the people who would believe what I'm saying today. This is your year of fruitfulness. This is your year. It's going to require some things of you. You can't just go through this year like every other year. This is the year. Shout, this is my year. Turn to somebody on your other side and say, give it one more year. I know you feel like quitting. I know you feel like it's never going to change. I know you feel like you're never going to get free from that addiction. I know you feel like you're never going to get in shape. I know you feel like your marriage is never going to get better. But I heard the Lord this week in my spirit say, the enemy is lying to people. This is the year of breakthrough. This is the year of fruitfulness. This is the year of winning, being the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Take a praise break and give God glory. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Come on. Give him a great praise if you still believe in times in soul like this. Even in soul like this, pandemic and trouble everywhere, division and crime everywhere, but even in soul like this, God says that can be your year because my people, I know what I'm doing in the vineyard. And he said, don't quit this year. He didn't say give it one more year so we can keep doing what we've always done though. We're not talking about give it one more year and cross your fingers and, and, and wish for the best. No, 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 no. He said, you're going to have to have two things happen to you if you'll give me a year. Notice what he said. He said, you're going to have to let me dig you and you're going to have to let me dung you. I'm going to dig you. What does that mean? I'm going to tear, tear up the environment all around you. You become hardened, you become conceited, you become, you're not soft anymore to my spirit. I can't get the spiritual nutrients through to your soul. You become hardened in your soul. And so what I want to do is I want to tear up things. And a lot of us know what it is to have God dig deep. Tear up the environment all around us. What in the world is going on? But one thing it does is it softens you. It softens you to where you, 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 you begin to dig. God knows and what he intends for you to be, and that's an overcomer. But in order for that to happen, you've got to dig deep. God put everything that he needed in this earth. He put oil in the ground. He put gold in the mountains, coal to keep us warm, but he put it out of the reach of lazy people. 
And this year will have no change for you unless you're willing to dig deep this year and say, I'm going to do what I can do and God will do what I can't do. But here we go. I'm not going into another year of defeat. I'm not going into another year of, uh, of, of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm trying to calm down because we have guests here today, but I feel like screaming and preaching this morning because I know that this is our year and we can't play games. We've got to dig deep this year. Dig deep into this book. Dig deep into prayer. Dig deep into your church. Get in it. Give him one year. You gave hell when you were in it. You were, you were tore up every night. Now God wants to tear you up another way. He's going to tear up everything that is hardened against what he wants out of your life. Fruitfulness. I, I found this and I want to, I want to give it to you. What's it going? What does that digging thing mean? What, what are you talking about? Make room for growth. George Shotgun Shuba played seven seasons with the Dodgers. He was the first pitch hitter to hit a home run in the World Series. And he knocked the home run in the World Series. And, and one of the announcers calling the game said these words, his swing is as natural as a smile. And after the, after the program or after the game, every, everybody was using that quote and they asked him about it. He said, I would, is that what he called it? Is that what you, he called that just as natural as a smile? He said, no. He said, every day I swing a weighted bat, 44 ounces, 600 times a day. And that's 4,200 times a week. And what you think was just natural. And that's how we feel about people who are spiritual and who, who are fruitful and walk with God. Well, you just naturally. No, no, there's nothing natural about it. You, 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 you pick this book up and you read it. You get on your knees and you pray. You get up out of the bed and you get in church and you'll be amazed at how natural it is to be blessed. And how natural it is to have a faith that believes no matter what the environment around is doing. And then lastly, he said, not only am I going to dig, but I'm going to dung you. <laughs> and if you still haven't figured out what that is, it's manure. It's bad. God can use horrible things to bring miracle growth. The one thing that is so obnoxious in your life that you can't hardly stand it is the very thing God takes and throws on a fruitless tree to make it come alive. Without fertilizer, the tree dies and fertilizer is not pleasant. You go through things that stink there will always be in every relationship sooner or later. Your marriage will stink. Your family will stink. Your job will stink. Your, your, your finances may stink. You will go through, maybe your health stinks. But God says, I don't waste that. I take it and use it as fertilizer. People give up. They give up instead of growing. 
the time that God's going to do the greatest things in your life, they give up because when God starts tearing up everything around you and then he starts throwing the mess on you, it's just, here's, here's why that's good news. Well, this is not an encouraging, positive word today. Yeah, I'm telling you, God's going to dig you and God's going to dung you and you can't do nothing about it. But here's your last option. There's only one other option left. Remember, he said, I'm coming back at the end of the year. And if you hadn't let me dig you and you haven't let me dung you, throw mess on you and it not turn you sour. It actually makes you grow. I believe it now more than I ever believe it. Now that they're coming against me, I know that all things are working together for the good. I know that, that I am more than a conqueror and I'm not discouraged, that's when your tree begins to blossom. But here's the thing that we ought to be shouting at. How many of you have been, how many of you feel like God's just digging all around your little tree? Let me see your hand. How many of you feel like God's even thrown some dung on you? Just be honest. Just be honest. Well, here's the good news. This is why you ought to shout. Because the only thing left is to cut you down and burn you. And, and since, since if, if Aren't you glad that you're getting dug and dunged instead of cut down and thrown away? God's not through with you. God hasn't given up on you and he's giving you one more year. What if this was the last? What if you knew? What if God told you this is your last year to fix this, to get real with me? I'm giving you one more year to change things and enjoy your life like it is in the soul that I planted you in. And if I come back and you're still discouraged and defeated, I'm going to let you have what you complain about. Now, I know this isn't popular preaching right now, and I understand that you came for, but sometimes you don't just need blessing, you need blistering. And I'm a preacher. This is what I do for a living. I have a license and I'm up here telling you and I'm preaching to myself. My cry is this is my year. Dig me, dung me, whatever you want to do. Now watch this. Let me close with this. The apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter three and verse eight, yea, doubtless I count all things, all things, all things, all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Listen and do do count them, but done. He said, you know what? He said, everything I've been through, I have lost. I have, I have been beaten with rods. I have been snake bit. I have been left for dead. I have been stoned. I have been falsely imprisoned. I have been lied on. I have been run out of town. I have been tortured. But can I just tell you, he said, I count it all as dung. He said, all it is, is fertilizer. God took everything I've been through and put it on me. And I wrote half the new Testament and I couldn't have done it in any other soul. I had to have the mess to bring the message. The very things that we want to hide when Jesus walked into the temple and he said, stretch forth your hand. The man with the withered hand could have stretched forth his good hand. That was all manicured and perfect. But he had to reveal his weakness and the ugly part of his life. I close with this, but hear me. David said in Psalms 83 that my enemies, he said, 
they became as dung. One translation said, the very thing trying to destroy you, God will use as fertilizer. I close with this. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus arrives at the tomb of Lazarus and his sister comes out and says, Lord, you're too late. You should have come three years ago. But in this case, three days ago, he's four days dead. And then she makes this statement by now. He stinks. This is bad. This is, this is dung. And Jesus smiles in my mind. I, I could see him smile and say, you don't understand, girl. This is just fertilizer for the supernatural. This kind of environment is just fertilizer for miracles. I'm going to dig it. And I'm going to take the most obnoxious things that life throws at my people. And if they will stay rooted and they will submit to the digging and the dunging process and give me one more year. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Give me one more year. I will bring fruit where the tree is withered and dead. I'll turn the puny into the mighty. And you know who said he would do it? The dresser of the field, Jesus. He said, I'm the one. I'll take their shame. I'll take their curse. I'll take their failures. And God says, I'm going to take the mess of your life, the, the wasted years, the wasted relationships, the, the terrible decisions. I'll turn it into fertilizer. And I'll put it on that fruitless tree. And in one year's time, I'm telling you, if you'll give God one year, see, we want the quick fix, bam, you got it. Now go do your thing. That's not how it works in the kingdom. Give him some time. Let him give you some miracle growth in your life. And he'll take everything you've been through. The tears, the brokenness, the abuse, the hurt. The horrible decisions, the failure, the addiction, the pain. And he'll use it as fertilizer if you'd let him just break you up a little bit. You would leave this place with a faith that is beginning to grow again and come alive again. And before this year is over, you're going to have a one-year turnaround in Jesus' name. Kingdom Connection is a soul-winning ministry that is reaching the world through broadcasting, expanding into new church campuses, and global acts of compassion. By using the technology of today to fulfill the Great Commission, we are able to connect with countless people and reach hundreds of thousands of lives. Our broadcast connects with people like you all around the world with messages that speak to them. Our ministry exists to help build a connection for strengthening your faith and living out your God-given purpose. And our missions and relief work help connect you to desperate situations, showing the love of Christ through global acts of compassion. 
We feel the time is right and God is leading us to grow. And that only happens when you partner with us through Connection Partnership. With as little as a dollar a day, you'll be helping us reach further than we've ever been before. To become a part of this ministry and enjoy exclusive partner benefits, visit us online at jensenfranklin.org. Hope starts with you. Together, we can do something incredible for the kingdom of God. Your support helps us preach the gospel to over 200 nations around the globe, produce inspirational resources, and continue support for outreach projects. All donations received through a campaign are subject to redirection at the discretion of the organization.